see, I knew what we were doing today because I've worn the perfect outfit. I'm wearing my <laughs> Walt Disney World sweatshirt, and under it, guess what's under it, Andy? What, what's under my, it? My Pizza Planet shirt. <laughs> <laughs> For all the viewers at home. Yes. So they can see so you. So I'm just saying I'm a better fan than you are. <laughs> That's true. I'm wearing my Bo Burnham 8th grade shirt. Well, now I'm just jealous I don't have one of them, but it doesn't matter because I'm repping Disney. That's what gatekeeping is, right? Being a good fan. Yeah, you're a better fan than me. You're a real Disney I, fan. I you're guess. a real Pixar's Cars fan. Oh, man, fan. You're, you're putting me down by being so nice. <laughs> uh, you you wanted to talk about Fat Man, right? Cause that, oh, sure. Yeah. I, I actually just watched, uh, if any of you have heard of it, Fat Man, which was just released this week, uh, starring yes. Mel Gibson as a, we'll call him a, a disgruntled... And heavily grizzled Santa Claus. Yeah, that was the film that, like, when the initial news came out, no one was talking about it. But, like, one post on Reddit where I first heard about it where it was, like, the official picture of (laughs) Gibson as Santa. Yeah. And then, like, the trailer came out and it was produced by Saban. The yeah. people who are form- mainly known for Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, ba- basically you've got a you've got a Santa Claus who's like kind of disillusioned with his work, and he's like, man, the, there's there's no more good kids anymore. I'm only handing out coal. It's like nobody cares about being a good person. And then you've got <sighs> like Walton Goggins who plays a hitman. Yes. Who gets hired yeah. to kill Santa Claus by like a. You know, it's spoiled rich twerp who gets coal, and he's like, I'm going to kill you, Santa Claus. So he hires Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins also has a bone to pick with Santa Claus. Oh, even better. And it ensues from there. So it was just solid. It was a solid time. When it comes to entertainment, I live by the rule of if it has Walton Goggins in it, I'm at least happy that he's getting work. Yeah. And that looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I I think it's clear, having watched the movie, that that he had a lot of fun with it. I think. He and Mel Gibson probably had more fun than like the movie is actually fun. Oh yeah, um, but you can tell they really—I they, mean, they really just commit to it, and that makes it just that much more passable. Well, perfect, <laughs> perfect. That was going to say it looked like a lot of fun, so I'll definitely check it out in the future. However, that is not what we're talking about today, because today I'm Logan Sowash and I'm Andy Carr, and this is Odd Trilogies with Logan and Andy. And in case you don't know, Odd Trilogies with Logan and Andy. We take a trio of films that are tied by number, by thematic elements, and even by just cast and crew. We go by each film, film by film, and we talk about the good and the bad and the oddities surrounding them. Until today, we are doing something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Where instead of doing an episode per movie, we are doing an entire episode comprised of a single trilogy. And Andy, what is that trilogy today? (laughs) That trilogy is... Pixar's world-renowned Cars trilogy. Kachow. <laughs> there there <laughs> we are. Kachiga. Yeah, Kachiga and Kachow. Yeah, so today we wanted to try something a bit different because about two months ago, or was it about a month ago, you put out oh, a... Oh, we put um, out, yeah, a, feed, a little feedback survey. Yeah, you put out a survey, and while not everyone really got into it, we got a couple people who did. The, the few people who did said they were curious about us trying this type of format Mm -hmm. and we thought if we were going to do one episode for an entire trilogy we should pick a trilogy that probably is the most interesting with the fact that it is just a trilogy yeah and And, how how that trilogy came to be and how it plays with itself and out of all the pixar franchises to get a trilogy the fact that it's only been two franchises toy story and cars it's just 
insane to me yeah. that Cars is the one that's like, oh, there's Toy Story with its four films now, mm-hmm. and then Cars. And then right. the other films <laughs> just have like two, maybe just one. Yeah. And so we thought it'd be interesting to talk about these three films because, I mean, to a degree, it's interesting also to discuss them because when the first one came out, we were kids. Not trying to make anyone feel old out there, but we were young. Yeah. When the second one came out, we were just past the threshold of like, oh, this is not for me anymore. And then the third one caught our eyes because of its very different marketing. (laughs) Yeah. And just overall, the Cars trilogy is fascinating mainly because it almost comes out, every film comes out in like almost the perfect time in terms of like where that captures Pixar as a company. Yeah, it's a good kind of barometer for yeah. where Pixar is mm-hmm. in their in their creative pursuits. Yeah. And in case you don't know, the three films are easy as put it, 2006's Cars, 2011's Cars 2 and, and then, Planes. No, 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 we're not doing Planes. Screw That'll planes. be a prequel. We'll no, do a prequel no, no. on Planes. We're doing oh, it. We already doing watched a solo We watched Cars 2. We're not going to go into Planes. You heard it here folks. Andy's doing a solo <laughs> prequel on Planes. Check you it can out. edit that yourself. <laughs> And then 2017's Cars 3. And thankfully, not necessarily a bad thing, we haven't heard of a Cars 4. But, uh, yeah. The Cars trilogy is fascinating because, going right into the first film, there is really nothing in that first film that feels like it needs to be expanded upon. Right. It's a a pretty... At the time that it came out for Pixar, it definitely... I think we, we talked about this while we watched the film. It feels like a film... That was done mainly because John Lasseter could do that. Yeah, where it's well, like the he, height he had been of their done powers. Doing a lot of traveling or something, and decided yes. he like got really into traveling and so cars like, and yeah. road trips, and wanted to do something that was kind of an homage to that. So, if I know the the timeline correctly, he put like his heart and blood and soul. The whole crew of Pixar put their heart, blood, and souls into Toy Story and A Bug's Life, mm-hmm. and he was practically almost dead spiritually. Like, just his whole body, like, everything was, like, tired, and his family was like, you need to take a break. Right. And they took, like, a few months break, and then while that was happening, the original idea for Toy Story 2 happened, and then that got screwed up due to servers and due to the fact that it just wasn't a very good concept, so Laster came back to help with 2, and then from that point forward, Pixar became the Pixar we all know. Right. And I think at a certain point after maybe two, because like after two is when Blaster's like, okay, Toy Story I'm not, two, yeah, after yeah, Toy yeah, Story yeah. two, because like Blaster's like, okay, Pete Doctor has an idea for monsters. Andrew Stanton wants to do something called Finding Nemo. Right. We're gonna start giving our projects to directors that we know and we know have the talent. Because mm-hmm. after that, it goes Doctor Stanton, and I think Brad Bird's after that. Yeah. And then after that, Lasseter comes back with Cars in 06. And uh, Lasseter is basically one of the pioneers of Pixar. Yeah. He's one of the founding fathers of it. Right. And um, I think during the time between Toy Story 2 and Cars, which is a lot of time, but during that, he basically got an RV with his family and just, like, cruised Americana. Right. And just, like, really enjoyed – and he always loved Cars. He always enjoyed racing and just kind of enjoyed the idea of, like – you know, not following the GPS, just kind of like going yeah. through like the the little forgotten like nuggets of the country, and I think that gave him the inspiration to be like, I like cars, I like racing, I also am one of the heads of a animation studio that yeah. Disney loves. Well, yeah, and he's so John get... Lasseter. Yeah, can pretty much do what he wants at that point with Pixar. Yeah, and so it's like, let's do this. And Cars definitely feels like that film where it's like. 
they just knew that they could, not that they should. Yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those things where yeah. it's like, I mean, it's I, a good I, movie. Yeah, I like this I, movie. I probably grew up with a more favorable impression of this film than most people. I feel like Cars is kind of in that awkward spot of nobody's favorite. No, you yeah, know, nobody's favorite Pixar movie. Um, it's I think it's definitely not a bad movie, but it's but it's also like yeah. I mean, it kind of in at some at some points just amounts to like you know a pretty basic you know uh, life lesson wrapped up in like boomer nostalgia porn. Yes. Cause now looking at it for yeah, sure because it, it's very and you know I, I say that respectfully because my parents are boomers and they're super <laughs> nostalgia and love americana and route 66 and traveling and i have a i have a real soft spot for that stuff too which no, is yeah. probably why i appreciated this movie growing up yeah uh, but it is you know compared to the toy stories compared to monsters inc kind of milk toast from a story perspective oh yeah this is and this other is... than like mater the uh, yeah. tow truck, you don't have a lot of, like, memorable characters that are really going to, you know, carry on personality-wise. Uh, you, you, you don't mean the old lady buggy that's in all three films, <laughs> but I cannot remember for the life yeah, of well, me what her I, name I, is. I have a theory about her. Oh, you know that, my theory. yes, that, yeah, that, that she's, she's Mater's, Mater's mom. mom. Which would mean Mater is far older than he, <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy probably is yeah, age-wise. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah, for me, too, I guess... Like, at that point in time, I gobbled up anything that was Disney, sure. especially Pixar, because, like, oh, Pixar yeah. was, like... Oh, I was way more into Pixar than I, I was to, like, broader Disney I've, as I've, a kid. Yes, I've definitely seen Toy Story 2 in the double digits maybe <laughs> 20 to 30 times, just oh, yeah. as a kid, like, to the point where, like, if I could wear out a DVD, I probably almost got that, close to that. That was... Toy Story 2 was the movie that I watched when I didn't know what else to do or, like, yeah. didn't know what else to watch. I was like, yeah, I always was down to watch Toy Absolutely. Story Absolutely, because it's a great movie. I'm still yeah. I'm still in that mode, too. No, yeah. It's like, but when Cars came out, I don't remember loving the film, because by that point that Cars came out, I had just, I had seen, what in my in my mind, the quintessential film where it was like, oh, this is okay, which to me is uh, the Ben Affleck Daredevil film. Oh, yeah. Where I saw that as a kid, and that was the first time as a child I went, mm. Wow. This isn't that good, but I don't hate it either. It's meh. So at that point, I already kind of was like growing with like what I like and what I didn't like. And Looking with cars, back at Daredevil now, okay, is a little generous. Oh but, no, definitely. But... <laughs> I mean, as a kid, listen, I still liked yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of dumb shit as a kid. But at the same time, it's like when Cars happened, I had the soundtrack. I watched the movie countless mm-hmm. times because it was again because at the time too when Cars came out, Disney was bringing out like Home on the Range. Mm-hmm. brother bear like none yeah. of those films are really up to the same par as what pixar was doing and cars even though cars is probably is definitely one of the weakest pixar films out of like especially at that point it's certainly in kind of the back the back end the back yeah tier but especially then it. i think by oh, then by then it was probably point, the weakest film worst, yeah. yeah but even then their weakest film was like still really solid and still yeah. really fun yeah. and i cannot believe that that film was Again, two hours, and as a child, I watched that many times. <laughs> like, that film never felt that long looking back. I mean, oh, yeah, it was crazy. It's... The other day when we watched it and I realized it was two hours, I was like, man, I, I, I couldn't fathom that it would yeah. be two hours. And then we watched it, and, you know, there are certain sequences where McQueen's bumming around mm-hmm. Radiator Springs with Mater, and you're like, oh, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this is why which, it's two hours, because is... it's a racing movie sandwiched around. Yeah a yeah like a i don't know redemption small town savior mm-hmm. arc yeah it's like the classic uh stranger comes into like a small town 
He's like the big he's city. Too good for he, yeah, it. He's the he's, big city yeah. guy who doesn't like all this, but then again, starts to see the the passion and then kind of like the charm right. of the small town. And again, there's nothing in this Cars trilogy that is revolutionary. No. Everything, every single idea that is in this trilogy has been done better in other franchises. Yeah, or has Within been done Pixar. before, <laughs> even in Pixar too. Yeah, it's like this is not like because Lightning McQueen to a point has like shades of Woody. Like, especially in yeah. the first Toy Story, yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like he's just a dick because he's afraid of what's <laughs> coming towards him. And just, like, the fact that, like, he knows he's wrong but doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. And, like, he's got shades of all these other characters that we've seen most, in Pixar. He might be the most brazenly arrogant Pixar protagonist, though. Yeah. I feel like Pixar generally kind of airs on the side of, like, the humble hero. Yeah. Or the, the quirky person mm-hmm. or whatever. I think and the queen cl- stands out a little bit for just being kind of a douche. Yeah. I think the closest movie. would probably be Sully in Monsters University. Yeah. But then again, that feels He's more still, like a Mike's yeah. film. Like, Sully is a big part of it, but, like, mm-hmm. that does feel like, you know, Monsters, Inc. was Sully's thing. Yeah. And University feels more like it's Mike's story and learning right. how to make friends. And But, I mean, with Cars, yeah, it's just, like, at the time that that came out, like, Disney was at one of its biggest slumps animation-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pixar was the one basically just going like, oh, you guys are having a slump? Oh, that's crazy. We just did Cars. <laughs> yeah. Which made, uh, what was it, $500 million? It made $500 million. Um, or something yeah, I was like gonna that. Say, it made, $600. I think, it, yeah, it just made a... It, it came made, close to tripling its budget. It made almost, yeah, half a billion dollars, if not yeah. a little bit over that. And it's yeah. like... And it's their weakest film at that time and like that's the first i think to me that's a landmark moment because that's the time where like they almost felt like they were confident enough that anyone would go see their stuff because it was pixar yeah because like you know for me it's like you know toy story is the first pixar film toy story 2 is the first time where it's like oh pixar is now solidified Mm -hmm. because like you know bug's life is good but like people were like ah it's no toy story and then they come back with the sequel to Toy Story that is better than Toy Story mm-hmm. itself. And it's like, well, Pixar's a thing now. <laughs> and then, like, you get to Cars, and by Cars, you already have had, like, you've got Monsters, Inc. hit, Finding Nemo hit, Incredibles hit. Yeah, nothing then, but hits. Yeah, nothing really. but hits, which is vastly, very rare. Yeah, Especially, and super impressive from somebody kind of, you know, pioneering a, yeah. an, you know, a medium of you know, yeah. 3D animation. Especially when a time, I think, this was also the time where Pixar and Disney were having internal feuds with one another. Oh, yeah. Almost to the point where Pixar was about to leave. Right. And so it's like, it's crazy that, like, all these things are happening at the same time. And you bring out a film that, looking back, is not up to quality to the best of Pixar, but still just, like, hit the right nerve of mm-hmm. America at the time. Yeah. And it's so... It makes sense. I will say, yeah, like, well, I don't, I don't it, think it's crazy that people loved this movie, but at the same time, I, I mean, it came out in a good, a good era to be loved for you know worthwhile ways. I yeah, mean, like, like, like we said, it's it is kind of nostalgia porn, but you know it, the the ways that it pays tribute to kind of its Americana mm-hmm. inspirations and road trips and stuff. Yeah, they are really you know they work really well, and it's it's a lot of fun to kind of it's just chock full of you know easter eggs for that kind of stuff and they're fun to pick out and the the characters are likable enough even if even if it's more for like uh you know meme value than like genuine (laughs) memorability at this point there are a lot of guido and luigi iconic yeah guido and luigi are wonderful (laughs) 
the fact that Guido is just an Italian speaking Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Luigi is just Tony Shalhoub <laughs> being as Italian as can be. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Luigi almost strikes me as, like, the C-3PO of cars. Like, I feel like it's just, yeah. he's just dismayed at every plot development and yes. exasperated. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's probably what, what makes him charming to me. But, yeah, largely, for whatever kind of trivial or, you know, admirable, positive mm-hmm. story and character qualities Cars has, ultimately what kind of goes on to be its legacy is its, its quality as a cash cow because of merchandising because that's why cars has a trilogy yeah we we know that for a fact where it's like if people are like oh i wonder why this is a trilogy most people look at cars and goes money yeah like money is the reason because this this was the first yeah this was the first property post toy story to make as much money if not more than Mm -hmm. toy story per year yeah in terms of toys where it's like you know, cars will never go out of style for little boys and even for little girls. And, like, right. cars are just easy to buy. You get sets. It's, like... Yep. And it's also crazy, too, thinking about it now that, like, cars is 100% American. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. Pixar's an American corp- company, but, like, an American studio. But, like, you watch Toy Story, you watch Monsters, Inc., you watch Finding Nemo. And Incredibles is probably, before cars, the closest to, like, American culture, per se, where it's, like, yeah. the classic it's old days. It's kind of mid-century. Of su- yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. But, like, a Cars is, like, it's insane how much money it made overseas when, like, this is a film about Route 66. It's literally you know, about, country like, yeah, the music. heart of America. Yeah, you got Rascal Flatts, Sheryl Crow, <laughs> yeah. you've got Brad Paisley, yeah. Shaboom. You, like, you have all these classic and, like, yeah. modern country singers and, like, and classic American tunes. And it's, like, this This is at a time, like, especially looking now where it seems like in films now, bigger films are scared to do anything that might hinder a foreign market yeah. value. It's crazy to see that Cars... Just at that point, Pixar just didn't care because Laster wanted to make it. Mm-hmm. It's NASCAR. NASCAR yeah. doesn't really work outside of the states, right? And like yet, almost six hundred million dollars <laughs> worldwide. Yeah. It's like okay, like it just like it just showed again. What else is Pixar supposed to get from this? And like we made the most like wave your flag yeehaw type film that I think mm-hmm. Disney has ever made. <laughs> yeah, and it still made bank overseas mm-hmm. when a lot of that culture is like I, I just is cow tipping big in italy or like japan or <laughs> yeah, china like, i don't think well, a lot I don't of these even ideas know if those are jokes like, would really translate because yeah. it's like you know not only are you you know making a cow tipping joke or whatever but you're transforming it into a like a car like an automobile like a, yeah joke, like a tractor yeah like, a tractor tipping we okay. also haven't talked about the fact that cars is probably one of the horniest Pixar films we've oh ever seen. Gosh, yeah. I was shocked by how many innuendos. I don't know why, I, don't know why like... I didn't have a whole bullet point dedicated <laughs> to that. Yeah, we need to talk about how horny Cars is. Uh, um, I never thought I'd hear you say that, and I 100% agree, but we are here now. And it's, it's shocking. Like, the the like dirty jokes per minute, the innuendo per minute Oh, especially when they get, alarming. To, they get to Radiator Springs with Flo and Ramon. Flo and Ramon, yeah, they're and always they're talking like, about getting low and yeah. going slow and low on each other. And they have that one ch- joke when Ramon puts his uh, back end up a little too far and scares yeah. like the uh, out of towners. Yeah, and, we, like, and you get you get. I mean, I guess this is a little less horny and more just kind of like I don't know raunchy. But you get Lightning McQueen walking in on the the sheriff. Yeah, his underbelly exposed, and he's like, "They like what you see, <laughs> like, or whatever." And it's like, "Oh, it's like, oh man, I, how did I forget this as a kid?" Yeah. Oh, and. Sally, Lightning McQueen's love interest, has a tramp stamp. Yep. 
And McQueen mm-hmm. is like making all these misogynistic comments at her. Like, why don't you just stand there and let me look at you? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Well, it's also, this? I mean, the best innuendo joke where it's like, uh, even Doc has a piston cup. And then <laughs> Mater did. He did, what, when his cup? And yeah. it's like, that's that's That's, cute. that's one of the that's, like, real, that's one of the like, actually really good jokes of the movie. Yeah, that's a classic Pixar kind of like slide it in there for the adults yeah, yeah. To, to giggle at. Yeah, but it was just kind of shocking how, yeah, how many times we were like, wow, did they yeah. really just say that? I mean, because a lot of these movies, you know, Pixar, I think, is, you know, as much as a lot of these animation studios are really aware that, like, parents are taking their kids to these and yeah. try to fit in a lot of stuff that parents will appreciate, whether it's, you know, you know, an emotional center or, you know, just <laughs> dirty jokes that go over the kids' heads. Yeah. But, like, Cars was on another level. Absolutely. And I don't know where that came from or no, why Cars. No. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I guess because you have, like, the least humanoid characters Pixar has ever made. Yeah. So it's, like, safe to do that because there's less suggestion in it. Yeah, because you're, like... You don't have people, like, touching butts and stuff. It's, like, cars Mm -hmm. touching fenders. It's, like, okay. Yeah, every time Mater... Acceptable. Every time Mater grabs lightning, like, fender, (laughs) and he, like, screams because he's... Yeah, yeah, Mater flings his little tow cable, and it hooks lightning right on the back, and he just goes, Ah! (laughs) (laughs) It's also crazy, too, thinking back now that, like, Cars does seem like it's the last film where they, where Pixar seemed to be self-aware and fun with themselves in terms of, like, the references. Because, yeah. like, basically from Toy Story over to Cars, every film had specific things. Which will lead on to other Pixar films where, like, you have, like, A113, which is, oh, like, right. a, a Cal Arts reference that is, like, very in-house but now is a Pixar reference because it's in yeah. every one of their films. At the point of the, by the point it got to Cars, the Pizza Planet truck, I think, was practically in every film. Mm-hmm. And, like, and at the end of Cars, I think the end of Cars is the last time we get gags related with other Pixar characters yeah, in different films. Well, they go through pretty much every Pixar property in car form. Yeah, it's almost like they do, like, the, the pinnacle of these self-referential jokes, having John Ratzenberg... Can, uh, or is it John Ratzenberger? Ratzenberger, I okay. think. Yeah, he's comment, the guy. Yeah, yeah he, comments on all of his roles in the previous Pixar films. Yeah, every single film, almost. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who plays uh, Ham. And, plays Ham. Uh, he plays Mac uh, in Cars. He, he plays the flea, the circus flea the in flea Bugs, in Life. Bugs Life. Who is uh, he in Monsters? Inc.? He's uh, the, he's the abominable snowman. Oh yeah, yeah welcome yeah. to the Himalayas. <laughs> yeah. He's that guy. Yeah, and of course, in Cars at the end, they've got everybody at the, the drive-in theater. I assume mm-hmm. that's just the only kind of theater there is in the Cars universe, it has the drive-in to be. theater. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way there's anything else <laughs> and, with that. Uh, they're all just watching, it's like kind of outtakes or whatever, basically, of all the characters watching these movies, and you get, you know, a Cars version of, it's like a toy car story, and yeah. you get Monster Trucks, Inc., and yeah. stuff like that. And you get John Ratzenberger, like, making a comment about mm-hmm. John Ratzenberger's character from the other movies. And you see every single comment he has on every <laughs> single one they show. Yeah. And it's, it's like, why? It's a little played out for, yeah. like, for like an end credits bit. Yeah, because I think the film after this one is Ratatouille. And I don't... Ratatouille wow. does not have that. Wow. Yes. Because it goes... Because it's crazy. Because after this, it goes uh, Cars. It's Ratatouille. Yeah. Uh, Wall-E... Up and then Toy Story three. Toy Story three. So it's like crazy that like basically basically we will get to that. (laughs) But with cards, it's like it's the lowest point and then it just goes back up. Mm -hmm. But when it goes back up, every point that goes back up quality wise 
doesn't make as much money. <laughs> and it's like box office wise. Yeah. So that's what leads us, if you're ready to get into it as quick oh, yeah. as possible, that's what leads us into 2011, where in 2010, Toy Story 3 happens. Yeah. And Toy Story 3, the in my opinion. Trilogy capper. Yeah. The first kind of conclusive movie. Yeah. And for me personally, I do think, especially now, I don't think Toy Story 3 is definitely not my favorite of the no. franchise in general. But Toy Story 3 comes out at the perfect moment because pretty much everyone who grew up with Toy Story 1 was old enough to finally understand the nostalgia that 3 is building upon and, like, basically drenching itself in by the end of the film. And after that film, like, I remember there were teachers – like or like teachers that I knew, parent like adults that I knew, and other parents who had seen that film, just admitting that they cried mm-hmm. during Toy Story three mm-hmm. and how like impactful it was for them, and like yeah. it was more than just like millennial kids who grew up with that. Yeah, Cars three was a huge kind of cultural. Or Toy Story moment. three, you said Cars three. Cars three, yeah. <laughs> Cars three was a huge cultural moment. Yeah. No, Cars three was Toy the last S- film before COVID. <laughs> yeah. That would have been insane. No, it said it was Sonic the, the Hedgehog. The, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Pixar's oft-ignored film, yeah. Sonic the But Hedgehog. Toy Story 3 is considered to a lot of people one of the pinnacles of the whole studio. Yeah. And while I agree with that or not, I understand that. And then you see what comes out afterwards, and yeah. it makes... The only sense that it makes is, one, they just wanted to make a spy film and didn't know where to fit it in or do an original idea. Yeah. And two, Disney wanted more cars to basically right. make money off of. Because at that point... They were doing Mater's Tall Tales every year, like those yeah, like short films. Shorts, yeah. They would put on Disney Channel. They put on Toon Disney. They would put online. It was just yeah. a big deal. Like every now, it's like well, and they're also they're also riding this high that you brought up, kind of that had started with Cars, basically, where they're on this, you know, we make it, you'll watch it, yeah. kind of thing. And the the pinnacle of that was kind of Cars three or. Dang it. <laughs> Toy Story 3. Uh, okay, yeah. That was Toy Story 3 because you get, I mean, the whole cultural movement around that. Everybody's crying about Toy Story 3. Yeah. You've got a, a nice bow wrapped on your biggest franchise. And, you know, well, apparently people love our love sequels to our movies as much as they love our yeah. movies. So why not make a sequel to Cars? The only artistic idea that I can think of in terms of why Cars 2 should come out a year? Not, I don't even think it was a year after Toy Story 3. It might have been 10 months. <laughs> uh, but, like, basically a year after Toy Story 3 is feeling like, we need a palate cleanser so people don't think every film after Toy Story 3 is going to make them ball yeah. and cry and be filled with nostalgia. Yeah. And at the same time, they probably had Cars 2 in development to a degree. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just sucks that Cars 2 is a pivotal moment in Pixar because that's the time when Pixar starts to get bad to a degree yeah because like this it, it, well is, it's where yeah they, they start to they start to like show the the flaws mm-hmm, in their the in their cracks. plot and the other cracks in the armor basically and cars 2 is we'll try to be as quick as possible with this one because cars 2 the only thing you really need to know is it is the worst pixar film in their entire filmography yeah. even something like the good dinosaur which i find boring and something like Brave, which I love Merida and Brave, but, like, that film has so many different identity issues by mm-hmm. the end of the film that it's, like, it's just so much lost potential by the end of it. Right. And just, like, there there are worse, there are films that are, like, those films, I would say, are still passable to a degree. Right, but Cars 2 is it's just not. a mess. It's unforgivable how bad this movie yeah. is, especially with how much it took to make it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't 
like in a vacuum, I wouldn't call it an abomination. You know, if the, if this was like a if this was a <laughs> yeah. I don't know an illumination movie or DreamWorks or something, I'd be like, up oh, yet another kind of yeah, mediocre or subpar yeah uh, animated movie. Because but like in the kind of in the context of Pixar's arc up to this point, it's very much like a wow. So you guys, you know, it's it's almost like a betrayal of the artistic integrity yeah. of the studio if you can mm-hmm. if you can be that pretentious about it yeah um and I, it's it's very much it's kind of a toy commercial it it is 100 percent is where it's like this and a little more <laughs> this film just doesn't have it has very little tying it to the original cars in terms yeah. of like tonally well, they, yeah they do and, like, the, the whole themes kind of right well yeah the, thematically, thematically it, it has totally nothing. abandons yeah i mean it's not about racing it's not about driving it's not about being a better person really yeah it's just mater being an idiot yeah as he tries to or as he accidentally winds up in a world of spies and espionage it's it is. It feels like one of the major tall tales was like they wanted to do a spy one, but they're like, "Wait a minute! What if we made this feature length?" Oh, this... like, oh my god, we could do that. This could have been a really yeah. charming ten minute tall tale. Yeah, because like Cars One has that vibe of like we are now realizing that we can make whatever we want, and you yeah. guys will watch it. Cars Two feels like eat the slop, kids. Yeah, we know you'll it's see it. The like and kind of maximized cynicism of that. Yeah, it is process. the most. Even if you take away. I mean, even if you take away my, like, personally, my love for Pixar as a kid, Cars 2 is just so transparent that you can't help but be infuriated by, like, they're they're not trying to pretend yeah. it's better than it actually is. It genuinely is like a, wow, y- you aren't trying to hide from me that this is entirely because of money. Yeah. Because There's everything... There's not much pomp and circumstance yeah, to it. I, it is very little that I've seen a trilogy where you just skip the second one and you lose absolutely oh, nothing yeah three three makes perfect sense yeah without two like there's something like men in black international where it's like that's already come out after the trilogy and it doesn't have the original cast you can push that stuff to yeah. the side that doesn't count like it's you don't yeah. have to really watch that to enjoy the series but with this is sandwiched between a one and three so people are going to be like oh you got to see this <laughs> and then you watch this and go oh wow we went from a film about the rise and like the rise of a rookie who becomes self obsessed with like with himself. Yeah, and he can do it kind himself. of the pitfalls of vanity yeah. and yeah, and arrogance. He be- and he becomes a selfless person yeah. who's more worried about winning, which is perfect for kids to see. I mm-hmm. mean, we talked about like the finale of Cars is like some of the most is like the most mature part of the film, and definitely like yeah. like I I'm glad that this was in here for kids to see it because I think this idea and these themes will resonate with kids yeah yeah mcqueen yeah. stopping to to get the king at the end yeah that's that's honestly yeah a really nice beat in that movie and cars 2 just feels like mater has an existential crisis where he realized that he's the dumb sidekick and doesn't know how <sighs> yeah. to how to deal with that and like doesn't realize that like his actions have consequences yeah he's like a, an idiot sociopath or something no he's, he's just an idiot like that's the thing too is like the whole point of two is just like Mater gets accidentally just like thought of as a spy. And yeah. so like he gets thrown into international espionage about oil barons, car oil barons, yeah. a German, not like not a Nazi, but a German yeah, yeah. car scientist. He looks like a Nazi yeah, villain in like a Bond or like an Indy Jones, like an Indiana Jones film. But like, 
2 is just straightforward, mind-numbingly bad. It's just not fun to watch. Yeah, well, and it, there there is a kind of a... And it adds nothing to the trilogy. Like, no, adds absolutely nothing. not. I mean, yeah, McQueen doesn't really get an arc. Mater, Mater doesn't get an arc. He just kind of proves to everybody in the last kind of few minutes that he's actually not an idiot, even yeah, the, though he spends the rest of the movie being an idiot. The finale is an Agatha Christie, like, Hercule yes, Poirot. Yes, I knew the whole time. Listen to me while I, everyone get around me while yeah, I tell you the whole thing. I pieced it all together. Here's the thing. I saw the oil and I thought, why wasn't that me? And I figured it out. It wasn't me. It's like, well, I can't why read. is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't read. Um, I, I will say probably like the first half hour, maybe, there's kind of a perverse charm to it just because yeah. you're like coming off of Cars 2 and also coming off of every other Pixar movie, you're like... I mean, my, you know, jaw was almost dropping at, like, this is, I, I can't believe this is what this movie is. The, you, I mean, the movie opens yeah. with Michael Caine car, Finn, Finn, Finn McMissile, yes. Finn McMissile, killing, like, 50 cars on an oil rig. He they're blows bad, them up. They're bad cars, He Andy. shoots them with a gun. He pulls out an AK, shoots them with a gun, and then blows up the oil rig with all of them on it. Nothing describes the laziness of this film. Like, you have Bond films that show... If you have a spy car, you put the barrel gun barrels through the headlights. Mm-hmm. And in this film, an AK just shows up in a car door. Yeah, he just yeah, it just pops goofiest. out of the side. It's so lazy. And it's got it's like, like a like, banana magazine and everything. Yes. It's like why? It's why, why? is this why is this a thing? And the amount of time there's a torture scene in this film oh my gosh, which is yeah. so weird. Uh, Bruce Campbell gets tortured to death. Right? Yes, yeah. he does. You see him blow up through a reflection. Yeah. It's and it's like kind why of, Yeah, morbid. Why? Again, it's like eat the slop, kids. Yeah. You'll watch this but, because yeah. it's cars. But I, I did actually have kind of a I don't even know if I would call it so bad it's good, but just kind of confused fun with the first half hour yes, but, then, but yes. then that kind of wears thin as you get into the meat oh. of like Mater's the hero of this story and you're like oh I didn't really want to watch a whole movie of Mater. The most the most fun we had as a group watching this because we watched this with two other friends is the beginning because it just goes right into uh, our our hero, our agent, super secret agent hero killing other cars, <laughs> blowing things up uh, there's another agent that's alluded to in the first five seconds that is immediately killed, and you <laughs> see them because they got compacted. Yeah, you see them get yeah. compacted. Well, we like, don't see it happen, but, but you, you see, see the, the aftermath. Yeah, and it's like what's crazy enough too is like it is a hard cut from that to fucking Mater just oh, being Mater, yeah. just and it's doing like Mater this stuff. has nothing to do with this. <laughs> How is this going to tie together? And it ties together the thinnest way possible. Whereas they believe that the American agent that has the info they need is so deep undercover, he's not going to admit he's an agent. Yeah. So Mater's stupidity is uh, mistaken for deep cover. Yeah. And it's like, why are we – because, like, honestly, when I thought about it, it makes sense for a sequel to Cars to go international. Yeah. Because that brings a lot, yeah. a lot of interesting ideas where it's like, you know, NASCAR – it's not the same as Formula One. And, like, racing around the world is vastly different than, like, NASCAR. Yeah, well, like, and you can get a cool thing with McQueen being a stranger in a strange land again, but this time the strange land is Japan, yeah. Italy. Well, and the, no. uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you said earlier that Cars, the first one, is, like, uh, Pixar's most American film. Yeah. And then this is, a like, a hard flip to, like... Uh, just a globe-trotting, globetrotting adventure. adventure. You get Japan, you get Italy, you get France, you get London. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... 
you know, there, there's a there's a story value to that, but I think really what Pixar ended up going for here, or Disney, or whoever's decision it was, it was it was a marketing appeal. Yeah, because uh, absolutely, you get all sorts of different cars of different kinds and locations and cool, fun characters mm-hmm. that well, they're not actually cool or fun, but the, you know they look the pretty. designs they are. look pretty. Like they as would, a, they as would a, make good toys. Yeah, as a kid, you look and like I could see a kid. I have, hell, I could see myself as a kid being like, I don't want to see cars too. But like I like how that car looks. Yeah, I want the John Turturro want, Formula One. Yeah, because Francisco mobile. Francisco is well. He everything cool. is well yeah. designed. Like all the cars are well designed. Even the yeah. uh, the German not Nazi car that is the scientist. Yeah, I like how he's like an old, very European looking car, mm-hmm. and has like this goofy over the top monocle over one eye, and then like like buck teeth. Right, and like see the only character who wears vision I think so. vision correction yes, in the whole so. trilogy yeah but at the same time too it's like it just it's just shocking how like this could be so bad it's good it could be an easy this is an easy cash grab that unfortunately is worse because it seemed like they didn't even think about like you take away like it's i don't know it's it's yeah. we, we talked about how crazy it was that like Early on in Pixar, they had a chance to basically make a Buzz film, but they didn't. Yeah. They decided it was more interesting to make a Buzz Lightyear TV show that made fun of, like, sci-fi show in that era. Like, they're yeah. making fun of almost, like, Star Trek and just make a fun of other 80s kind of, like, sci-fi shows. And that was restrained. Well, this is just like, oh, we could do a Cars 2 and people will see it. Right. And the worst part is, people did. Yeah. Like, this movie made more money than the first film did. Well, and, and it's yeah, like, merchandising, it had to... Kill. Absolutely. I mean, you sell Francesco, I mean, who right? <laughs> who doesn't want to buy John Turturro just like trying to be as Italian as can yeah, be? Who doesn't want Finn McMissile with his AK 47 doors? Yeah, or Shiftwell, the Mater's quote unquote girlfriend in the oh, film, yeah. which is weird. Uh, it, it feels very odd at the end of the film. I mean, there's so many things where it's like, like the film is not just about Mater, they tie in the rest of the, radio, the Radiator Springs gang. But in the weakest way possible, where it's like, basically what happens is this John Turturro car says, uh, I'm faster than Lightning McQueen, and then Mater calls into the the news, or like, yeah, it's like a talk show, and he's like, ah, no, he's faster than you, Spaghetti Mobile, or something like that, yeah. and it's like, Lightning just decides, hey, since Mater talked me into this, I might as well just go do this. <laughs> and it's like, why is this yeah, the reason? Yeah, it's a pretty weak, inciting incident. Yeah. Especially because then, like, the rest of the movie kind of proceeds to not focus on the racing stuff at all, and it's just yeah. Mater screwing around with spies. And it, and it sucks, too, that, like, this is also the film where, it, like, it establishes that Doc Hudson, played by Paul Newman in the first film, Paul Newman had already died at this point, but they yeah. killed off Doc in the films, and Doc is an important character to, the, to Radio Springs in general. And it just leads to, like, Mater just saying, it's a shame that Doc died. And that's basically all yeah, you they, get in the second one. they kind of have one. a throwaway bit where they're, like, yeah. standing in a little shrine to Doc in a yeah. museum. And it also gives McQueen... They talk about him at all, It gives all, McQueen really. four Piston Cup wins off screen. Yeah. So it's like, now what is there to do with this character if you're just going to, like, give him the wins? Yeah. And then they just put him in an international speedway and... It doesn't matter because it's not the A plot. It's yeah, the, the movie B is plot. not about racing at no. all. <laughs> the film is using racing almost as a cover, and just it's to a like plot device like, to get them from one location yeah. to another. Where it's like, it's like I was like, at some point they're going to intersect, 
and the intersection basically is like the evil cars, the evil oil baron cars. Yeah, want to kill. Up yeah, want to kill cars. lightning. They want to yeah. kill lightning, and it's like, all right, now we have a plot that like ties into one another. And by the end of Cars Two, you just get so tired, and you're just <laughs> like, well, I'm done. Yeah. And uh, it, this is this is truly a Pixar film I will not ever return to. Yeah, and it's definitely like you finish it and you're like, well, if you thought the first Cars movie didn't need a sequel, there's definitely Lenado. not going to be a yes. third movie Yeah, because that was bad. And then six years later, out of nowhere, we get a third film that is surprising. Well, no, what we get oh. is a super dramatic yes. tense teaser trailer yes. without a label on it i think originally i think they like released the trailer untitled because i remember seeing it and being like what is this for and then it's, i was like oh wait this is cars it is 3. i think it was untitled but they still had like maybe the lo- just, they maybe, had the logo at the end of it still well no yeah, yeah by the end but i think like the idea it was kind of yeah. like with the first end game trailer when yes. they didn't announce the title for it and it just said marvel's avengers trailer and then you watch yeah. it and then the ending reveals the title uh-huh. i think it was kind of one of those or maybe maybe it just released in theaters or something and yeah of course when it releases in theaters you don't see so, it when, when Cars 2 happens and it makes a boatload of money, but critically it's probably the worst Pixar. It has to be. It's either that or Good Dinosaur, I think, is considered like the worst critically. After that, we hear nothing about Cars. Yeah. Practically nothing. They do other aspects. They do Brave. They do Inside Out, which Inside Out basically gives them back their credibility with most mainstream audience members. And they just kind of go back to doing kind of like standard, pretty straightforward films. Mm-hmm. And then late 2016, early 2017, like Andy said, we get a trailer, a teaser that is, uh, it is serious. It is, it is just heavy breathing at one point, and yeah. it's just Lightning McQueen spinning. And yeah. you just, and it like almost, it, it almost insinuates that McQueen is going to die. Yeah, it it gave me the same vibes I remember as a kid as watching uh, the like Spider Man three trailer. And there's a bit in that where you hear like a news anchor come over on the like his voice comes over on the trailer. And he goes, "This could this is hard to watch. This yeah. could be the end of Spider Man." And I yes. was like, "Oh man, yeah. you know shit's going down." Yeah, and it's like I could tell watching the Cars three teaser. I was supposed to have that same reaction, but uh-huh. it was like surely nobody was like. What's gonna happen in Cars Three? No, but at the same time, I mean, let's be honest. Though we were, but it was not that we thought he was gonna die. We were just like, "What is this supposed to be?" No, yeah, it was less, less. What's gonna happen in the story, and more, how are they making a Cars Three? Yeah, (laughs) why is why is it so serious? Oh, absolutely. And at that point when that came out, apparently it was also like there are some like parent groups i think that were scared to bring their kids to see cars oh, 3 really? initially because they were worried that they were going to send their kids to, to watch Lightning McQueen, McQueen die, die in a cr- tr- beautiful, crash beautiful but at the same time it's like if only but almost immediately like a month or two after that we get an actual trailer mm-hmm. and it feels pretty standard cars yeah. where it's like you know Lightning McQueen's now the old guy which i will say as much as i enjoy cars 3 it's still hard to watch that film and look at lightning mcqueen and see that like he's now the old man yeah he doesn't because really he, sound yeah. or look or act yeah. old like because you like with with characters like sarge and the sheriff and like hudson and any other characters you see in cars 3 that are considered older models like they put like you know 
dents and they put like little rusted yeah. elements in the, or like or they're just like outdated models yeah. or like, they, they give they them like mustaches like... <laughs> through their car hoods yeah, and like it's yeah, like yeah. they do their best and then you see lightning and lightning just looks exactly the same yeah, as he does slick in 06. And modern and... yeah and part of that's because you know i mean he's a, he's a race car he's a yeah. world renowned star but like mm-hmm. still it's like yeah there's not really any any indication that yeah. he's old except that everybody's telling him he's old well the i mean the cars do change but it's like it doesn't seem like the change is so big that like he yeah. couldn't catch up yeah but besides that what's so crazy about cars 3 because this is the first time we both saw cars 3 yeah because basically i think your response to the series is the same as mine where it's like we both really enjoyed the first one as kids sure cars 2 we saw the trailers and went no thank you <laughs> this is not for me and then cars 3 we went what is this yeah what exactly are they going to do to cap off the cars trilogy especially after a second film like cars 2 yeah. and at the end of the day I cannot tell you more, folks, how crazy this is. Cars 1 is the fun road trip film. Cars 2 is the abomination that brings the whole trilogy down overall. And Cars 3 is the most emotional human film Mm -hmm. out of all of them. It's astounding how, like, Cars 3 is, like, we, like, looked at each other at one point. We looked at uh, Adam, too, and we just looked at each other like, this is getting me. Like, this is emotionally hitting me in places that I didn't yeah. expect. And, like, cars didn't do that for me. Right. Well, it, it, ma- it manages to, to pick out pieces of the first cars, thematic elements and character bits and stuff, and kind of build on and mm-hmm. pay off some of those. I mean, like we said, the Cars 2 basically ignores Doc Hudson. You know, yeah. they kill him off screen and give him, like, two lines of kind of throwaway explanation dialogue. Whereas Cars 3, they don't bring him back obviously i mean he's dead but like there's a lot of hudson in this movie yeah and they use him really well yeah. to kind of grow or not even necessarily grow but kind of expand on lightning's journey up to mm-hmm. this point to where you kind of understand who he is now and how mm-hmm. he got here and how he's going to pass that on mm-hmm. to his now protege yeah and, uh, and what's it's, her name cruz yeah. cruz ramirez cruz ramirez yeah, yeah, yeah. And while it is now that it's different talking about Lasser because Lasser was caught up in the Me Too movement for, oh, yeah, for, yeah. for real reasons. Didn't, that like, didn't shine well on him. Which is unfortunate. But at the same time, it's like good for Pixar and right. like Lasseter to understand that like you can't really stay <laughs> yeah. here. I mean, he's he's now ahead of another animation studio. But Wait, what, what? Skydance Animation, apparently. Uh... Which I don't think has done anything yet. But if Lasseter is attached... Something they'll, will happen they'll probably eventually. they'll make something. Yeah, it's interesting though. Cars three is directed by uh, Brian, Brian Fee, yeah. who I think was this like he was like the storyboard artist on some of the previous on the yeah. previous Cars movies and mm-hmm. some other. He was an animation in the animation department on other Pixar movies, which and was stuff. which was crazy to think that like I assumed it was going to be Lasseter again. I assumed this was going to be Lasseter's yeah. last film, and it wasn't. This was entirely a kind of a green director per se. Yeah, no, I, it's, I think the only feature he's directed. And that's insane because I think Before this, like... Before or since. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because, too, it's like there are other directors who have, like, kind of come in and out. Yeah. Uh, like Lee U- Lee Urquich. Urquich uh, it's the guy who did Toy Story 3 and 4. Oh, okay. Um, or, no, I think Josh Cooley did Toy Story 4. Again, see, like, now at this point we're at, we're at directors that where it's like Pete Docter, who did Monsters, Inc. and Up, is now the yeah. head of Pixar. Which is like the perfect choice to head yeah. at Pixar now, and he's gonna he did Soul, which mm-hmm. is right. unfortunately coming out solely on Disney Plus. But like, <laughs> I'm excited for that. Solely. Oh, nice! I'm gonna bash my head into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. 
But uh, Cars 3 is just so astounding how, like, after a second film that is so disposable, I just recommend if you buy a three-pack with Cars 2, uh, throw Throw Cars 2 in the trash and just watch 1 and 3. Because, like, I mean, 3 does have, like, little things where it's like, you know, in Cars 2, Lightning McQueen gets headlights. In Cars 3, he has headlights. Like, it's little things (laughs) like that where it's like it's not huge changes. Like you're not gonna see Finn McMissile come in and go. You've gone, you've gotten old, McQueen. Yeah. Like it's never gonna happen like that. But what's so crazy about Cars Three is like, this is Cars Three feels like an amalgamation of Rocky Three, Four, and Balboa. Yeah, it feels oh, it, it's, it's got some Creed in there too. It's Creed too, Quite a bit yeah. of Creed. And it's crazy too that like you minus know, the cancer. Yes, minus the cancer. I would. He's I got am, arthritis though. I'm so <laughs> I'm so glad that we did not get car cancer get in a li- Cars film. We get Lightning McQueen going through chemotherapy. That would be disgusting. I'm, cars four. I'm here for. It. I if they want to do a, a emaciated, no rotting. Is that, gonna, is that going to be B plot while A plot is Guido trying to find chick hicks in Italy? <laughs> we talk no, about, it's, like, yeah. no, no, yeah. it's it's a cruise mate. Cruz Ramirez training Guido to be the next the next great racer. No, <laughs> oh, I love we need Guido. more Guido. I love forklift Guido. He's such a oh, good, yeah. he's such a good boy in all three films. Yo, him him and Luigi <clears throat> being the kind of the staple carryover through each film, like they was kind of shocking. Have, well, shocking, but like great. totally welcome. It's great. Yeah, I mean, like if there's a highlight of Cars two, it's yeah. probably more Luigi and Guido yeah. time. I mean, because like in the first film, Luigi and Guido are the Italian. Like the Italian owners of the tire shop, tire shop. and they love Ferrari, and they yeah. love probably love like they love Alfredo because they name their white tires out of Fettuccine Alfredo. Yep, like they are stereotypically <laughs> Italian. Yeah, to just, an obnoxious yeah. degree. Just and then like the, the Italian yeah. joke. And then the second film, they go to Italy and they meet Luigi's uncle, mm-hmm. and they just talk specific, like exclusively in it- Italian for the majority of that <laughs> segment. And then in three. I cannot remember a joke where it's like "Mamma Mia, Luigi wants yeah. to have this." Yeah, like it's they not never really names. laugh at their Italianness. Yeah. It's the most reserved, uh, like kind of subtle to yeah. a degree. It's probably for probably kids the, film. Yeah, probably the closest thing they get to that is like in in three is uh, yeah, well, you know, Guido Guido only speaks Italian, right? Yes, Luigi he does, speaks yeah. both. Well, he but, says "pit stop." That's his only yeah, American pit words. Yeah. Pit stop. But no, there, there's a part where uh, Luigi and Guido are. Fending off the all the reporters and camera yeah. people from from lightning and yeah. Guido's pap- just paparazzi. Yeah. It's like kind of like oh, see, he's still speaking Italian, yeah. but that's also kind of English. Yes, and then there was also a car in uh, Lightning McQueen's, I guess, quote unquote, team who only spoke Spanish. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. the whole moment where it's like you miss your home, Fernando, whatever his name was, I yeah. can't remember. And then apparently that picture they show of his home, that's Coco. That was their hint of Coco. Oh, okay. Because okay. that's uh, St. Cecilia, I think. Is yeah, the, he, they yeah. say it in the movie. Yeah, yeah and it's great. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy how Cars 3 not only looks incredible. Like, it's so weird how, like, I think there's oh, one, yeah, one cool, thing we haven't talked about in 2 that I think is probably the most obnoxious, like, the most unfortunate thing about 2 is, like, if 2 had interesting camera work and tried to be interesting technically, it might have been something. But, yeah. like, 2 is the flattest of the cars film both lighting yeah camera well, they, work, they shoot it they try to make it feel so much like yeah. a like a 
live action movie, but yeah. like without any of the actual like style or you know de- yeah. deliberate choices of a live action movie, it's just like all really cinematic. It's it's yeah. shot like a car commercial. Yeah. The cars is the it's first super cars slick. Yeah, super bunch of kind of flat wide angles. Yeah, cars is fun to a degree because it's shot almost like a mockumentary as well as like a yeah. actual sport where it's like you have you have you shots. have the, yeah, the sports camera work with like the quick zooms yeah. and you have stuff. cameras attached to cars it seems like in certain yeah. moments and it's yeah. like and in three you get that and even more yeah with, like, three you really get that plus like movements. actually really just picturesque cinematography yeah and gorgeous oh animation Lord. like radiator springs and snow i never knew i wanted oh, to see yeah. that but that looked really pretty and, and a lot like, of the like traveling kind of montage transition yeah. shots oh, are really great that great moment where mac is just driving in it's just it's just cutting to each yeah. new place like, oh yeah it's like it's a match cut as he's yeah, driving down the that match yeah. cut which is only like 30 seconds has more creativity <laughs> and more interesting moments yeah. in it than the entirety of cars 2 yeah and well, it's yeah cars 2 is really frustrating because you can tell you know all the graphical fidelity is there mm-hmm. and you know leaps and bounds above the first movie but mm-hmm. it's so much flatter because it's just yeah. they just kind of increase the saturation make everybody real bright but there's no texture to it yeah or dimension i mean they don't play don't play with space or angle very much like it's, and it's one in three really i think nail that a lot better yeah one in three feels like even the cars three are especially cartoony still in this realistic world they they feel the most grounded to this world that so far yeah like the 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 light physics especially reflection wise in the cars are really great and like just the landscapes the weather everything just feels genuinely like well done all the way through it's not a perfect film again like i said at the beginning cars as a trilogy is just like everything you see you've seen in other films yeah this almost feels like if you want to show your kids something this is like the baby's first uh douchebag turns into a hero story in the Mm -hmm. first film uh a shittier version of a bond film in the second film and then the third one is just an amalgamation of some of the best ideas in the rocky series and creed and it's like if you want to see that like you see that Mm -hmm. and like with three i mean like pretty much we were just calling beat for beat what they were going to do sure but at the same time, it didn't take away from the emotional aspects, which I yeah. think is the most important thing because it can really, it, for me personally, it doesn't matter how predictable a, a film like this can be as long as the emotional moments still hit. Yeah, and I think what you get in this movie is probably the most, like, I don't know, nuanced or, or you know, resonant lesson for McQueen himself. Yeah. Where he kind of, I mean, it's almost an extrapolation of the lesson he learns in in the first film you know about it's not always about winning it's about you know being a good person being a good sport and all that stuff yeah and this takes that <clears throat> takes that to another level where he kind of realizes you know it's not about racing forever or being the best forever or whatever is you know like you know legacy and how can you pass on what you've learned to mm-hmm. other people and how can you how can you give somebody else their big break you know yeah. you had your big break now how can you help somebody else because what, what does he say in that he has that oh, line, and it's, it's, it's this fantastic. is my last chance to give you your first chance. It was, That was incredible. That, that was a really great uh, When moment. I heard that line, and I just like... When he passes the race yeah. over to Cruz. Because, yeah. again, you, you you know that's going to happen, where it's like you see Cruz. Cruz is great at what she does. Yeah. She's more than just a she trainer. She starts out as a trainer, yeah. but you can tell, you know, yeah. she's, she's got racer in her. Passing the torch. Yeah. And not only is it crazy that this is a film that handles um, just how unfair it is for uh 
athletes. I know it's racing, but like just yeah. athletes who are famous is basically being forced into retirement when they want to keep doing more. Yeah. And the fact that like it also has like this idea of like athletes pushing themselves to the point where they even hurt themselves at a young mm-hmm. age. And the fact that like there is a glass ceiling for female athletes. Yeah. And it's all happening in a cars film and it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, it, it, it really plays nice. a lot yeah. of nice kind of social commentary about the sports world all through animated for, cars. Yeah, well, <laughs> for lack of a better term, it keeps things under the hood. Yeah. And it never really becomes like a super tacky like, yeah, no. stick it to the man kind of yeah. thing. It's it's very much if you're paying attention it's there and if you're a kid, you're going to learn that lesson. But it's yeah. not shoving it down your throat. Because Cruz's whole story is basically a, if you take away the whole car aspect, it's just a woman who wants to be a racer, but it's basically in a man's game and was never yeah. treated the respect or at least the chance that she deserved. Yeah, because I mean, she, she makes remarks about how she didn't she didn't look like the other racers. She wasn't big and tough like the other racers. And, yeah. And confident. She says, like, everybody yes. who mm-hmm. was there you know, thought or knew they deserved to be there. And she yeah. was the one who which was is, like, you which know, is, maybe, yeah. maybe I don't. Which is great foreshadowing later when McQueen gives her that confidence. Yeah. Not saying he needs to do that. He's just doing it because it's like, you got to remind yourself, kid, like, you've beat me many times. Yeah. I've been the champion for how many years? Yeah. You've got the chance. Well, and if, if there was any worry of the implication being that, you know, she needed him or whatever to make it, it's like... He the advice he gives her when she's racing at the end is the same the advice she gave to him first. Yeah. Like he's just paying yeah. it back to and her. It's, and it's it's a mix of his version of it. It's yeah. a mix of old and new, which yeah. is also great. It's, it's very it's like, yeah. And there's also a great moment where um throughout the film there is a sports spectator who is an analyst uh, named uh, I think Susan Certain or something like that. Played by Carrie Washington. Yeah, it's something certain. She, her, yeah, her name is Natalie Certain. Natalie Certain. Yeah. And she's like, she's a statistics girl throughout the entire, statistics woman, I caught myself, <laughs> who basically is like the entire film telling the audience, like, Lightning McQueen doesn't have a chance against mm-hmm. this. Jackson Storm, who is Army Hammer, the antagonist of the film, yeah. has like a 98% chance of winning. And then at the end of the film, when uh, Cruz Ramirez wins, you get a moment where certain realizes that, like, statistics be damned. I cannot believe, like, I'm so glad that, like, you know, yeah. a woman won this race. Yeah. It open paved the way. Really great. Yeah, you just it's get this subtle. one shot that just it's focuses subtle. in on her, and it's just this this close-up face reaction shot to her seeing Cruz win and be like, wow, she she did. Yeah. And she's like, she did something. And it's like, there's I, no other reason, yeah. you know, to show her right then and there other than, you know, yeah, to it's communicate crazy. Like, that point. There might be some people out there listening who are like, maybe they roll their eyes because they think the Pixar film's trying to shove down, like, you know, ideas of, you know, female athletes being treated unfairly. Hey, the and women are taking over, man. Women are, yeah, girl bosses all <laughs> across the world. No, but, like, it was so crazy about Cars 3 is, like, there are moments where it feels like it'll get into preachy territory, but it doesn't. Yeah. It just fits fluidly in the narrative to the point by by the time it gets to the end of the film, the end of the film just feels like a a surprisingly fantastic end for a trilogy. Yeah. Where it's like, I never need a Cars 4, I never needed a Cars 2, but I'm glad that because of Cars 2, we were able to get a chance to get a very emotional, yeah. very human, very... Actually, it's probably one of the most human Pixar films in terms of like in uh, terms it's of just, writing, it's yeah, talking like subtlety about and just like people and yeah, just, how you treat somebody and because how... it, yeah, because it almost has like a, a bit of a Monsters University vibe where it's like 
there's a point in the movie where it's pretty clear to Lightning that, like, no matter how hard he tries, he can do everything in the book. He can go on sacred land for racers. He can do yeah. this. He can do that. But he will still get beat by Cruz yeah. because she is faster. She is better. And she is, unfortunately for him, younger. Yeah. And, and like, with similar Monster University where it's like Mike realizes he just isn't scary. He mm. can't be a scarer. But the best part about both those films is they go, but that's okay. Because there are other things you can do. Right. There are other avenues that are just as important, if not more important. Mm-hmm. And with, with McQueen, it's opening the door for somebody who deserves that door open for them. Yeah. And it's like, it's insane to say that. And then think <laughs> about that this is about... Lightning McQueen, Kachow, Kachow, you know the meme, the meme supreme. Like this yeah. film, like Cars has become a meme. It's a silly film about op- goofy eyes on car windows. Yeah. But for some reason, Cars Three just hit a nerve with me that I did not expect. And yeah. I think is honestly the best read. Like my favorite part about this trilogy was the fact that like we rewatched Cars One. It's solid. Had a good time. Yeah, it's, it's Cars decent. Two is a dumpster fire. I never ever want to see again. Yeah. And uh, Cars 3 was just a wonderful surprise. Yeah, just more than you ever could have asked for coming yeah. out of that franchise. Yeah, and it's, um, and, it's, and it's the shot in the arm that the trilogy needs. Yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, it's a perfect odd trilogy to talk about in one episode because that's basically it. Yeah. Like, that's all I, you can I really say about these films. going on for an hour about each of these films. Yeah, it's because it's like, these films, there's a lot of interesting aspects to them, but it's mainly more interesting to talk about, like, the flow of each film. Yeah, into the trajectory like, of how yeah. it even happened. The projection of Pixar as a studio and, like, why they did each film. And just, like, we could do Toy Story for hours of each film, <laughs> yeah. definitely. But at the same time, you know, sometimes you got to talk about the ones that are odd. But, you know, maybe don't deserve three episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's why this is a thing. And if, if, if I may, though, worst part of Cars 3 was uh, bringing Chick Hicks back, but not Michael Keaton. I, I will We yeah, I went will this agree. whole episode without even talking about Chick we Hicks, do. which is a, a flaw yeah. in this episode. Yes. Um, uh, so we're going to do Chick Hicks Power Hour real quick. That's good. Cool. No, uh, hopefully not a whole hour of Chick power Hicks. Power minute. Give me yeah. 60 seconds. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, Chick Hicks is like. I mean, he's he's meme, you know, kind of yeah. second to Kachow and Lightning McQueen Kachiga. doing yeah. horrible things to your mom. My, uh, Chick Hicks <laughs> is probably like the second most memed thing from the Cars yes. movies, and so like, and Michael Keaton, you said it when we were watching Cars three that Keaton just, I mean, he was at an eleven the whole time he was yeah. doing Chick Hicks, even though Chick Hicks has like five minutes of screen time. Yeah, like it's it's Cars crazy. Movie. Like there's a YouTube video where it's Cars but only Chick Hicks, and it's like seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, but and like, he's like kind yeah. of the main antagonist. Yeah, and it's just like, but he has moments where like Michael Keaton's like, "How do you think about this lightning?" Dinoco Blue. Dinoco Blue. Dinoco Blue. Or like yeah. the best lot. My the best reading for me is, uh, "Hey McQueen." Eat your heart out. Eat your heart <laughs> and it's like, yeah. why is he doing and, this yeah. so much? Like and they, it, they bring Chick Hicks back in three because he's not in two at all. I don't. Oh think. Uh, no, the King, uh, Hick, the King. Pr- yeah, all pretty practically much all the side anything, characters. anything NASCAR American sports related is thrown to the side. In two, besides yeah. uh, Jeff Corvette, because I know Jeff Gordon plays a Corvette oh, in yeah, two yeah, and yeah. three. 
So like that's the closest yeah. we kind of get. But in but in three they they bring Chick back and kind of a it's just, it's kind of a funny role. He he yeah, basically after he won in the first movie he kind of retires, sits back on his laurels like I'm forever the champion, and becomes a sports commentator. <laughs> Such a petty thing. Um, but they they recasted him. I don't even know who plays him. It's not anybody. Yeah, he, uh, he does. Fine, it's, it's not Keaton's it's, brother. It's not like a Jim Hanks situation yeah. where they got Keaton's brother. No, at this yeah. point, Chick, Chick Hicks is a little bit deflated mm, yeah. in in the third. I mean, movie. we think about Keaton in Cars. That's '06. It's before the Kitanasans, I guess is what you call it, where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Keaton is like from this point forward going up with like, this is not, I'm not even, like at this point, the biggest film he does after this is Other Guys. And yeah. he's like not even third or fourth build, I don't even think in that. He's the chief. That was 07, right? Yeah, it might have been a year. Well, yeah, no, because 07, I think is, isn't that Ballad of Ricky Bobby? Oh, So I think maybe. it's a few years after oh, that it might be. could be. Yeah. So like then the other guy is like, and he's like not really the funniest part of that. Like the the funniest oh, I part think, of the, he's one of my favorite. He's, parts I mean he's of great. He's great, but like he's Captain sparingly Jean. used. Captain Gene is it like he talks? Sounds about, creepy, Captain yeah, Gene. He, he works at uh, he works at Bath and Beyond. Beyond. Talks about his gay son a lot. Yeah, and it's like, but he makes TLC references and doesn't yeah. know it. Yeah, and he doesn't really. He's not a big part of that film. Like Cars One isn't. Yeah, but by the point twenty seventeen happens. Keaton's back on it. Like Keaton's yeah, getting Keaton bigger was roles. Huge in the eighties and nineties, and was pulling oh, yeah. all sorts of work then. And He's... then, yeah, kind of, I guess, just wasn't. I don't know yeah. what he was doing in the two thousands. But then, yeah, he had. I mean, yeah, he, he was Bird doing Man slower had, stuff. Yeah, he did Birdman and. 14 then he was a spider-man yeah. villain and then yes you know now it's like every time michael keaton gets attached to something everybody's ears perk up yeah so like, you know like, he, he might be playing old man bruce wayne in the flash in yeah the flash. like it's like that's the thing too is like he's now at the point where it's like keaton has gotten that kind of spark back in terms yeah, of interest he's he kind of a, a legacy kind of star power yeah. now but it, it but yeah and so you see this and you see chick and you're like you're not really surprised Especially as an adult, if you watch this going like, ah, oh, I get why Keaton's not here. But at the same time, if there's anything why I'm glad that Keaton's not in this, it was seeing your face when you realized that Chick Hicks wasn't Keaton. <laughs> you were so deflated, it's so just, immediately. Uh... And it was like, I get it, but it also was very funny how, like, it's Cars 3, and you were like disappointed it was yeah. almost it, you had the same face of like what i assume like a kid who gets lost in the car ride because the dad doesn't pick him up like it has that vibe no, of like wait wait go back <laughs> yeah, where, where is it that's not my dad that's not chick yeah that's not <laughs> yeah poor chick oh. hicks hey well at least he had a he had a goofy time in this one I, yeah i did he definitely would have gotten me too in cars four <laughs> The, the, the things he was saying, cannon. yeah, the things he was saying to certain was very. That was probably the most adult part of Cars Three. Was like the comments he was making to certain yeah. was very scummy. Yeah, very. It was like very not Roger Ailes esque, but like no, it's never it was, that no. inappropriate. But, but it's like ugh. Yeah. it's like for a Cars film, you're like, I don't know if I want to keep watching yeah. Chick Hicks talk to her like that. <laughs> Was I wrong to love Chick Hicks? No, not in the first film. <laughs> Kachika, I'm always gonna be. Kachika. I'm gonna be a fan of Chick Hicks because he's so much fun. Yeah, he gives McQueen his best moment in the first film by being a dick, yep. nearly killing King. Yeah, eat your heart out. Ugh, <laughs> uh, but that is the Cars trilogy. That's the Cars trilogy. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this version of Odd Trilogies. Just a full episode of a whole trilogy. We will definitely do it in the future. When we find trilogies that we want to talk about, but don't think there's enough each episode. Yeah, I think this will just become a thing that we, you know, I mean, it's we're still pretty young, you know. This is only our 
fourth trilogy. Um, so we're yeah. we're kind of we're we're you know getting our ground, you know get it, getting our footing. Footing. That's what there I'm you go. See, for. I yeah. get, that's why we're here together. Finding our we're footing. finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sandwiches. Um, there you go. There and you go. Um, so you know this will be something. Yeah, we might play it case by case, and if it's a trilogy that we think we can do in an episode, we might do it in an episode. If it's one we mm-hmm. really want to spend more time on. You know, we'll do it like we have been in the past, where it's where it's a movie per per episode, mm-hmm. and three episodes to a trilogy. Yeah. Um. So it'll we'll you know we'll always keep you guys abreast of of what's going to be happening. But yeah. um, I guess we should talk about the kind of immediate future. Yeah. What our plans so, are on the schedule. So next weekend, the trilogy we'll be doing is uh, no trilogy. We're not going to do a trilogy next weekend, except we have a special surprise. Yeah, and be be watching our social media yeah. pa- uh, pages, Instagram and Facebook, because we'll we'll put out a little something to kind of kind of you know give a give a more thorough introduction to who we are, Logan and Andy, yes. the man behind the voices, and <laughs> yes. also kind of articulate our plans for the future and stuff. So because we do have one trilogy in mind, but we're gonna probably wait until after Thanksgiving to get into it because it is Christmas themed. Yeah. Because what better way to end the season, especially in a gas leak year like 2020, <laughs> like with a Christmas trilogy that yep. uh, hopefully everyone will love enough to listen Ooh. to. <laughs> Curling up next to the fire and talking Absolutely. about talking about everyone's favorite Christmas trilogy. Yeah, we'll, we'll announce what that is. Uh, at the a lethal later weapon films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lethal die weapon sequel. Die Hard. I think the first two I mean, Die Hard are the only the Christmas two. films. <laughs> it counts. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, so uh, so no episode next weekend and no episode Thanksgiving weekend. But yeah. we'll be back first week or first weekend in December. Yeah, I believe it's the, the third. Fifth. Ooh, let's have, let's have this fun. Let's check. Let's check it look. out. Let's check it out. Uh, the fifth. Oh, I was caught wrong. Yes. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, because I just need a little bit of extra time to get this all together. So uh, thank yeah. you for listening to us live. Yep. We're keeping this joke alive yep, forever. <laughs> but um, our next. Speaking of keeping jokes alive, it's been way too long since we mentioned Boo Boo Stewart. <sighs> That's right. Hey, his movie Let Him Go. I think just came out. Or it did. Is coming it did. Out? Yeah. Yeah. Because we know somebody who did a review for it. Yeah, and he, I think, even told us like, "Hey, uh, Boo Boo Stewart's and let him go." Yeah, uh, Alec Alec Toombs. Yeah, over so, at uh, he he does a he has a review website and podcast, Grade A Movies. Um, he's and a, he, uh, he's a, a friend of ours. We write with him on the film yap sometimes. Yeah. It's been a while since I have because it's been quite busy <laughs> these last few months. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but he yeah. he hit us up the other day to remind us that Boo Boo's got a got a movie coming out and that's uh, yeah. Let Him Go with yes. uh, Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. Yes. Yeah, they're they're Ma and yeah, Pa and Kent are back together yes. in a non DC yes. film. With Boo Boo Stewart as I think maybe grandson. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think he's a yeah, grandson. Yeah. But we, we uh, talked about that a couple episodes back. We did. But I'm glad that Alec reminded us. Yeah. Cuz like I think I did see that was coming out and then when I saw his message, I was like, "Oh, that's right. Andy <laughs> yeah. did bring this up in like September." Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so we'll have a special video for you guys next week on uh, the 21st. And then for Thanksgiving, we're just both going to be very busy, so we're yeah. just going to take that week off. So please catch up if you if you please do catch up if you want to. Yeah. And uh starting yeah, Absolutely. We can yeah. we always looking looking for more listens. So Yeah, and just especially with the survey. Find the time. Yeah, especially with like kind of at the same line of the survey. If you have ideas for trilogies that you'd like, if you have ideas of just 
how you would like to hear things during the on trilogies kind of episode recordings just let us know just like message us and yeah. we're definitely trying to take in feedback because again like andy said we're very green to this but we want to keep getting better mm-hmm. and uh we are enjoying what we have so far and while andy is having some reservations about our christmas trilogy it seems <laughs> uh I am just excited to see it, not just for nostalgia, but also just a revisit. Yeah. One of the wackiest, probably one of the wackiest trilogies Disney has pertaining to Christmas. Sure. Um, but until then, I'm Logan Sowash. And I'm Andy Carr. And we'll see you all next week in the video. Bye.